First question, during three years I work one place, night time, I try to not hate uh, with anger, but physically I'm so tired, in the end I lose this job. Now I'm happy and sad, uh, but now, now I'm happy but without a job. You are sad too, so <laughs> you are sad and happy. Um, Everything is based on karma. You, I don't know, you haven't got a full-time job and your part-time job um, makes you so physically tired. And probably, I don't, I'm, not, I'm just guessing, you don't want a job. You either quit or you either get fired, I don't know. So uh, the consequence, of course, every cause will lead to a consequence. And if you trace the back to to the uh, beginningless origin. We don't talk of an origin. Whenever, you know, when we talk of, an, talk of a beginning origin, you're contradicting yourself. We don't, we don't talk about a beginning. Um, only dualistic thinking we talk about origin. Anyway, we put that aside. We can talk so much about the, the concept of origination. In the modern days, especially in Canada, most people get enough means to get by, but not enough meaning to live on. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you know what I mean. I mean, um, is this a welfare check? Um, or, or um, uh, you know, um, you, need, you don't need a lot of money to live. You have, you have enough means because the government will support you. If you are in another country, without mentioning the name of the country, if you don't have a job, don't have money, you got starved and die in the street. Nobody would care. The government won't say, come into my, uh, what do you call that, bank, my, my food bank, and then, then they give you some, some food to eat. They won't do it like that. You just die on the street. I don't know which one is better. The people there work much harder. They, have to, they really have to struggle. And in here, you have enough means to, to live by, but you have no meaning to live for. Do you, have, do you have that meaning, that objective to live? If by living uh, life, it, it says I have means to live, and I uh, have my breakfast, my lunch, my dinner, and go partying, and I spend my time doing this, and finally when it comes to the final moment when I leave, what did I do? I've done nothing. I just nurture this body until it dies on me now. I remember the first time when I came, arrived in Canada, I arrived in Vancouver. And then I took a train to Toronto. I, we call that either the CN Railway or the CP Railway. You still, it still exists? CN and CP still exist? CP Air did not exist anymore. We used to call CP Air and CPCN and CP Air no more, and well, not anymore. And now we still have the CP and the CN. So I, was, I bought a ticket to Toronto three, three days and two nights to get to Toronto. So I was sitting in a, in, in a, in a coach ticket, 
coach section. The coach section meaning no, 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 no booth to sleep. You just sit in there. And uh, there was a guy sitting next to me. We got on in the, in the, in the, in the uh, train station. And I realized this guy's back is a little hump on, on the back. And not too much, but a little bit of like uh, at the back. And he was sitting there and he was coughing all the time. Quite a lot of nuisance for me, <laughs> coughing. And um, so we traveled for about six, seven hours. And we went through the Rockies. We, uh, we, we looked back at the spiral tunnel. Oh, wonderful views with the spiral tunnels. And we joke and we, 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 we talk. And finally, I, I found out from him that, I said, where are you going? I'm going back home. Um, where did you leave home? I, I, I forget the name of the town. It was a small town. It stopped at a small town. And uh, when did you leave? Oh, I leave about six years ago. And what happened? Now, the story is like this. He left his family behind. His wife and two girls, two daughters. And I said, you just left them? Yes. I, I, I hate living with, with, with them. But now, I really I feel sorry for them. I wanted to go back. And after working outside for so long, I suffered from an injury at my back. So he was carrying something at the back. That's why he got a humpback. I suffered from injury, and uh, um, uh, I've been mistreated, and I find life. I still remember home sweet home. The best place I was is at home. So I want to, want to get back to my wife. I said, did you write to them? Yeah, a couple of times. Um, did you write to them lately? Yeah, I told my wife that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to arrive at uh, um, 3 o'clock, and you know, on a certain date, da 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 you know, the, the arrival date. And... Uh, well, I'm sure they will go to the train station to pick me up. So I was, I was sitting there and sitting there, and in my young mind, I was about 21, 22, and in my young mind, I said, I feel sorry for this guy. He was coughing all the time. Uh, I don't know it's contagious, <laughs> otherwise it would be terrible. Uh, so he was coughing and coughing, and I really feel sorry for him. He got hurt, and uh, so... The train pulled into the station, and I was even more nervous than him. I was looking around for people in the station. There's none. There was no one on the station. And he was looking around, and I, I could see his, the feeling on his face, the expression on his face. He looked around. Nobody's there. I look around. I feel so disappointed. I feel so sad for him. Nobody came to pick him up. You can imagine his wife must have hated him. His daughters, after six years, the daughter six years ago when he left is 12, teenagers already. Imagine a dad who left family with no financial support. You think the kids is going to like him? How about a wife? She could have another boyfriend already. I was looking around, I really deep inside of me, I really feel sorry for him. Because he was expecting. When we were on our way talking, he had this expectation that his wife, his two, because in his mind, family members would still look the same as six years ago when he left. My two little daughters, my wife, and uh, they would meet me in the station. But there was not a single sight of any human beings in the station except for the flag man. Flagging 
goodbye for me, from him to me. And I never seen him again. Why did I bring this up? So, uh, yeah, about life. Yeah, about life. Yeah. So, um, so you can't have meaning in life. You have enough. You you have enough to live. Enough means to live to live by. But have you got meaning to live for? If you're just day by day with no meaning, no objective. After 10 years, you're still the same person. What, do you, what is your meaning? Set up an objective, an agenda in you. Three years later, I want to achieve this. Next year, I want to do this. Another year, I want to do this. You've got to have meaning. And that meaning will guide you. And that meaning will be your best friend. Because that meaning will bring you merits, will bring you prosperity. Because, okay, if you follow that meaning and really work hard towards it, for example, if you have a, a I want to write a commentary of a book in Buddhist, the Buddhist teaching. Nobody, for example, translate a book. I want to translate a book, a difficult book, a no English translation. But if people read that book, they will enlighten. So I want to set that as a meaning. Every day, I want to translate one paragraph. By the end of the third year, I already have half done. And then with this, with this I can further uh, 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 enhance the meaning of it, and then it, it would be beneficial. So bringing you a lot of merits. Or within three years, I want, to, I want to practice meditation so that I can get to, to uh, samadhi. I want to get samadhi in three, three, three years. In other words, I want to be in deep tranquility in three years. You set up some set up meaning in life. Meaning is not necessarily spiritual. I have a family. I have two daughters. I have my wife. I want to, I want to bring them up. I want my daughters to be educated. I want my life to lead a good, happy life. And we want to work together in harmony. That's my meaning. I want to build a family. I want to build a family that is responsible. I want to build a family that will produce good citizens. That's, that's meaning. Meaning has to have support, you know. You can't just say, I have meaning. Here is my agenda. Today is January the 1st. I write all my agendas in 16 pages and I stick them into the wall. By the end of the year, nothing has come true. Because you just write. You really have to follow the meaning hard. So you say, you said, I'm happy and sad without work. If you did not have, have not had the work for, for so many years, since you said you lose the job, you must have enough means to live, live by. Otherwise, you won't be here. But have you have meaning in your life? Or you lost it already? It's more serious if you lose your meaning than losing your job. Losing my job, I can get another one. Losing my meaning, I have nothing to live for. Why don't you go home and write up your meaning in life? One day we should have an assignment. Everybody submit a page on the meaning of life. <laughs> Next. Do you remember any of your past lives? Have you ever met someone 
who remembers this. So you're really interested in the mystics of things, about supernatural powers, about people who, who tell you past lives. There could be some medium, or there could be some monks or nuns, or some mystic people who shake the body and say, last, last, my, last life, my last life was a monk in Thailand, and uh, I was able to do this and do that. You like to listen to that kind of thing. You're curious about that kind of thing. But let me tell you, if that monk shaking his body and said, my last life I was a king of Thailand, and then, uh, da, 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 and, oh, wonderful. He already have violated his precepts. A monk cannot tell you his supernatural power. If a monk tells you his supernatural power, even if he has supernatural power, if it's violated the precept. There's two two. Uh, connotation in this. The first is he was lying to you. He didn't have supernatural power, but he did tell you that he had. The other is he did have, he was up to a level that he really had supernatural power in, both, in these two situations. Under both situations, if he tell you he had supernatural power, he broke his precepts, even if it's true and real. But if he didn't have this supernatural power and a lie to you, he committed two precepts. One is lying, the other is releasing, mentioning of supernatural powers. You see what I mean? So uh, if you, uh, oh, I, I like to, some people say, I like to go to every temple and to try to find out mystic people who can read features on my hand, who can, who can, who can write out my destiny or my, or my birth date and all that. They like to find out mysteries about that. You don't need to look for those. Because by telling you supernatural powers, whether they imagine, created out of the blue, they don't help you in your practice. It may help you in your, in your quest for mysteries. Look at Google's for those. Lots of mysteries. You don't need someone to tell you all these mysteries. And um, do you remember any of your past lives? I don't have supernatural powers, but I can, I can guess. Guessing is okay. I'm, 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 I do it with qualifications. I'm guessing only, and you can guess the same thing. If this life I'm so poor, I must not have done any charity before. <laughs> So how come I'm so poor? You were born into a rich family, and I'm born into a poor family. If I, my family had nothing, I, I, six people shared a bathroom, and you, you have your own bathroom, and how come there's a difference? Because you, counter, you build up causes to what you've got today. I build up causes to what I've got today. I'm responsible for what I've got today. You're responsible for it. I should, I, I should really praise you. Oh, you, have, you must have done something right. I did something wrong. Maybe I should change. I must correct it. I must do better, try better. If you're healthy and I'm unhealthy, say if I have a lot of, uh, 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 um, I'm sick, that means I must have killed animals before in my previous lives. So you so always, you should always repent. That if you have suffered some, something, you always repent that 
I must have done some karmic energy that brought me this. I'm not going to do it again. But whatever I've done in the past is out of my greediness, out of my mouth, my body, my mind, I repent. I'm not going to do them again. And whatever things I'm going to do in the future, it will be all meritorious to all sentient beings. You, can, you have to repeat that every day in your, in your daily chores, in your daily chanting. When I was in Thailand many years ago, mm, 30 years ago, the tour guide guided us along to different places, and I came to a, and I came to a royal, uh, an antique royal palace, a mini palace, and I was, people were outside in the souvenir shops buying stuff, gifts. I was roaming around because I seemed to be at home. It seems I've been here before. So I started to venture into some rooms and look at some pictures, and it sound, it, they, they look so familiar, and I like them so much. I don't know why I have that feeling. So I, I, I started to guess, guess only. I must have been a Thai before. Or maybe I must have been a, a servant in a, in, 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 in a royal family. Or even I must be a member of the royal family. How come when I see these things, I seem to be at home? Have you got that feeling before? Usually people have deja vu. Before they, they came into the something, they have deja vu. But sometimes you have feelings that, I've been here before. And to some people, they went into a casino and say, I've been here before. Then you suffer. <laughs> you suffer. Oh yeah, this casino, all of those. I've been here before, I should come here all the time. Yeah. So you should watch the places that you have been, been before. <laughs> Second question on the same sheet. Have you ever met any enlightened being? So you want me to introduce them to you? <laughs> I have. I tell you, I have. I met them in books that they have written. The enlightened beings who wrote books about the process of the enlightenment. Mind you, they cannot tell you supernatural power, but if they are on the verge of leaving this world, they're dying, they can do that. In other words, I have supernatural power, I didn't tell anybody. I'm, I'm helping many, many people using my supernatural power. And then one day, I'm leaving. Then I leave a gutter or poem on the wall. I have, I have been here for so many years, I'm actually Maitreya Bodhisattva. I come to this world just to finish, finish my unfinished business. They can do it like that. And the people like, there are poems like that. They can tell you when they're on the verge of living, of leaving. They can tell you that. They can release it. They also release books out about the, the process of enlightenment. So I haven't I have not met them, and I have met them in books. Third, I'm very interested in your lectures. Can I ask if we can access them online, or is there any book that contains teaching of Buddha in English? Many, many of them. Get onto our website, www.buddhisttemple.ca. Buddhist temple, one word, linked together, Buddhist temple. .ca, and then my, many of my lectures are in English. 
and in Chinese and in Cantonese. Um, I'm sure if you know how to access online material, YouTube has tremendous amount of Buddhist teaching material. Next question. Yes? Yeah. After they passed away? Well, after they passed away, there's no breaking of precepts. But if they, according to the precepts of the, uh, of the fourfold division, there's one precept in there specifically mentioned that if you talk about your own supernatural power, even though you have, you broke it. But not the, the, the most serious offense. It's a secondary one. But it's still not right. Yeah, because you could confuse them. But if you don't say it, you just exercise it, you just review it, you don't, you don't say it, and some people with high intelligence can see it, some people, average people, cannot see it. In other words, if I have a little higher intelligence, when I see this monk performing that, I know, oh, he's enlightened, but I'm not going to say it, he is enlightened. Um, he is not yet enlightened. He is enlightened. He is partially enlightened. He's at a very high level. He's at a lower level. I know in my mind. I can. I, I know, but I'm not going to say it. I don't have to find out whether he has supernatural power. But he has. You're not going to release it to the whole world. Oh, he has supernatural power. No, you are spreading something unfounded. Next question: Which Buddhist books? would you recommend for beginners? So many of them. I'm sure if you ask Lee, Lee would give you a whole list. So many of them for, for books for beginners. Which are the five, which are the five scanters? Conception, volition, the five scanters? The five scanters? Matter, which is the material side. The five scandals relating to the body first. The material side, which is of course exemplified by your body, your skin, your bone, your skull, your organs and all that. That's the material side of life. How about the spiritual side of life? Now, these are the five scandals. Think about yourself. What, do I, what am I make up of? Body and mind, right? Body. Body is matter. Mind is what? Four things in the mind. Your keyboards are the perception. And then it has to go into the, into the memory, into the program, that's your conceptualization. Getting, getting to the old files, taking out information, that is a conceptualization. Volitional actions. Volition what? Volition is the carrying out these actions. You get all this fire and all that, you, you work at something. You, then that's volitional. You work it out, you fabricate things out now. With the keyboard, with all this memory and all that kind, you're working on it, you're creating new things. That's volition. And what is consciousness? All this conglomerated whole. The archives, the new files, the old files, the programming, the chips, the hardware, the software, everything of these things stored into the consciousness. 